feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Well, Alec Baldwin, the actor and producer, is back on the hot seat. We're going to be talking about that, President Trump, also Fannie Willis, and a whole bunch more this hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. The actor indicted again. Remember, they had charges, then they were dropped. Well, just a few hours ago, prosecutors in New Mexico announced two counts of involuntary manslaughter against Alec Baldwin, the hot-tempered Alec Baldwin. So we've heard so many times in those audio recorders. Remember, he was screaming, screaming, screaming. Well, I'm sure he is screaming tonight uh, because this stems from the shooting that took place on the Rust movie set. Remember, it happened in 2021, and he was holding the gun. It went off, and it killed the cinematographer, uh, Hel- Hel- Helena Hutchins, and it was on the set, remember? And and he said, no, I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, yeah, the gun was in my hand, but it just kind of went off. Uh, listen to what he said. Remember, he did an interview with George Stephanopoulos soon afterwards. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and, and pull the trigger at on day one of my instruction in this business, people said to me, never take a gun and go click, 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 because even though it's incremental, you damage the firing pin on the gun if you do that. Don't do that. Well, it's interesting what they used to get him this time. Apparently, the FBI had done some tests to see, could the gun go off without pulling the trigger? Is there something, you know, he said uh, that he had the hammer of the gun, but he didn't actually physically pull the trigger itself. And so they were doing all these tests apparently on the gun. They even like smashed the gun, like dropped it. And apparently the gun fell apart. So they had to reconstruct another gun to look like it. And then another company was testing that gun, this reconfigured gun. And that's when they came to the conclusion, no, there's no way that the gun would go off if somebody did not pull the trigger. So it's an interesting case because his defense could go, you know what, uh, it's not the actual gun. How do you know that just like this mock gun that looks like it really, really duplicates the original? So there's a lot of questions here and the timing. There's a lot of questions. Um, obviously, Helena Hutchins' family is saying this is good news tonight. They want to see justice served in their mind. Uh, however, we are hearing from Alec Baldwin's team. He already put out saying we look forward to going to court on this one. They are going to fight it tooth and nail. So I want to hear your thoughts if you think that there is a case here. And what do you make of the timing? Because remember, the charges were there. Then they weren't. Now it's back. Um, and it'll be interesting if other members of Hollywood also step forward because they had these kind of fake guns, if you will, on a lot of sets. This was a real gun. And what was interesting is there were reports that there was a whole bunch of like, you know, they were kind of doing like a shooting contest like the day before. He's saying that maybe somebody put a real bullet in there. There was not supposed to be one. So and then somebody, you know, 
turned evidence with the government. They're working with the government on this case. So it's going to get really messy and really ugly, but it'll probably come down to a battle of the forensics. But that was a big deal today. And speaking of court cases, uh, Fanny Willis got some news today. I call her Fulton County Fanny. Uh, she is the Georgia DA there in Fulton County, Georgia. This is the one who is doing that huge case against Trump and all those other defendants. It's the big RICO case. Now, first off, we were talking about how like these latest things are like, I think it was, it was BJ who said it's like a comedy scene, all these races that are going on. It's true. It is. Uh, but this one is one for the record books. This is like a soap opera. It's like one of those, like, you know, the Mexican ones are the telenovelas, you know, what I mean? that have the twists and turns. And so I would say it's like one of those. I mean, cause this is wild. Uh, Fanny Willis, as you probably have heard in a court filing, this is by one of the defendants, of course, who she is charging her, the grand jury, uh, says, wait a minute. Fannie Willis didn't have some unbiased prosecutor. He's saying it was her lover. And it's a guy who filed for divorce. The next day, guess what? He gets put on the case of his life. It's the biggest case probably Georgia's ever seen. And he, according to records uh, and multiple reports, that he was getting paid two fifty an hour to work on this case. The other ones who were on the case who had a lot more experience, who've done big cases like this, who the prosecutors did like the most RICO cases, like the uh the godfather of RICO cases, if you will, in Georgia. Well, that guy was only getting a hundred dollars an hour. Fannie Willis has come out and said, Oh, I paid everybody equally. She hasn't denied that she had a relationship with this prosecutor. Uh, but she hasn't said yes either. But she again, she hasn't denied it. So now the plot thickens because we have heard in the last few hours, not only did this guy go to the White House and have two eight-hour meetings. Boy, does that sound completely unseemly. Eight hours. And she said, no, we never had any contact with the White House. There was no collusion. There was never any discussions. Uh, so what was he doing going to the White House? Was he getting a tour? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. He goes for a meeting, apparently, too. Eight-hour meetings, and he put it on his billing. You know, he billed, you know, for the time. You can't make it up. So when they saw his billing, they're like, wait a minute. Why is he getting paid so much money? It was close to $700,000. That is taxpayer money. And why did he go to the White House, too, for two eight-hour meetings? Boy, that sure sounds like there was some discussion with the White House. And now we're finding out in the last few hours that there are some bank records, according to multiple reports that are coming out, showing that the money that went to him and he put it on, you know, uh, you know, paid credit cards and trips and all this stuff. Well, guess who he went on the trips with? With Fannie Willis, according to reports. So you have to wonder, did taxpayer money i.e. the almost $700,000 that he apparently earned since he's been on this case, got this huge break, I can't imagine why, uh, on the case. And now there are reports that she and he went on these cruises, went on these trips, and he put it on his credit card. So you have to wonder, did taxpayer money go so they could have their little love affair like Love Boat, you know? And this is getting really ugly because he's in a divorce. It's apparently a really ugly divorce. 
Uh, his wife is obviously not happy that uh, he files for divorce. And now, according to these reports, he's with Fannie. And so now the judge in the Trump case, which is appropriate, thank goodness, he said, you know what? This kind of stinks. We're going to look at this. And he has said that there will be a hearing. It's going to be February 15th. And he's going to look into possible ethics issues with Fannie Willis. She's going to have to testify. Uh, this guy, Nathan Wade, who is the prosecutor with these allegations of this romantic tryst, that he's going to have to testify. And it's going to get real ugly if they can prove that there was taxpayer money that actually went to them having a good little time. Uh, and also, why was he picked? I mean, there are so many things that just stink here to high heaven. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, we spoke with Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett, and this is what his opinion was of Fannie Willis's behavior. Yeah, it's unethical. Uh, and you will now be forced in court to answer the accusations against her uh, in the Trump case that she hired her lover who was unqualified, paid him a whopping $654,000, and then together they used some of the taxpayer money for a lavish romantic vacation. You know, uh, Rita, that kind of collective self-enrichment is known in the law as honest services fraud, misappropriation of public funds, Um, and their relationship, which, by the way, neither one has denied, is, as you point out, a serious violation of ethical rules governing prosecutors, having a personal interest in the outcome of a case, uh, an affair with your subordinate while working on the case, and, and the appearance of impropriety. So if proven true, it demands her disqualifications because she's tainted the case. But, you know, it may not be enough to get the charges against Trump and others dismissed. We'll see. I think the case should be dismissed. Uh, She should certainly be dismissed if these allegations are true. And this is what Greg Jarrett had to say in terms of, he says this just shows how orchestrated everything is. Listen to Greg Jarrett. It does put a lie to Fannie Willis's earlier statements that her prosecution of Trump was never discussed, never coordinated with his election opponent. Look, I think all four indictments were highly planned and coordinated. They were all rather conveniently timed so that the trials would occur right in the middle of an election. You know, this was their plan A. Let's knock him out with indictments. When that boomerang and Trump's support went up, they kicked plan B into uh in into action and that was let's kick him off the ballot under this contorted uh, version of the 14th amendment which is absurd as you know yeah uh contorted like a gymnast now meantime fanny willis she kind of just briefly addressed some of this stuff when she was at an event at an african-american church in georgia and typical answer she is saying it's all about racism because Nathan Wade, this prosecutor, again, allegations at this point, but he is an African-American. The other ones are white. And she says this all has to do with skin color. Listen to yeah. this. 
hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. First thing they say, oh she gonna play the race card now. But no God, isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think, I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing almost 30 years. God, why don't they look at themselves and just be honest? I mean, can't they keep it a hundred with themselves? <laughs> Ouch! That is Fannie Willis. So taking your calls, everybody, talking about all these court cases, Fannie Willis, Alec Baldwin, and so much more. Uh, let's go real quick to Joe. Joe, stay on topic. Go ahead, Joe. Line three. Yes, uh, Rita, I'll stay on topic. I want to say that Alec Baldwin, if you remember how he verbally assaulted his daughter when she was young, she was a spoiled brat. But to call her the horrible things, I mean, that was demonic. And I just want to say it was a wonderful thing, that story about support the blue, that dog saved the lives. And I want to tell you one other thing quick. I was at the East Orange Federal VA. They were denying an American veteran diabetic socks because he can't have more than one pair per month. And he had just lost a toe amputation. That, wow. Joe, that is ridiculous. Uh, Where is that? Real quick. Tell us where that is. We want to call him out. It was the East Orange VA. And about the story about the dogs, we have to support Info at Paws of War.org. They help American veterans, and they kept my dog alive, and he's still getting better. He would have been dead on Thanksgiving. And Dr. Esposito and Dr. Powell at Richmond Valley in Staten Island. Bravo, bravo, bravo. And I'm glad uh, that you're spotting and highlighting uh, the dog's great work with our military and obviously with you, Joe, a veteran. Uh, thank you so much, Joe. And boy, you know how I feel about our veterans. We got to do everything we can. And I think about there's been a couple I saw a homeless veteran today, uh, you know, a guy with one of those signs saying, please help me. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, it is so cold outside. It is so freezing. And I just prayed that he is OK. And I think about what we're doing. We got to take care of our veterans. We're looking at all the migrants and all that situation. Uh, we should be helping our veterans first. First and foremost, and listen, if there's room to help people that are here legally, that's different. Uh, but, boy, we have to take care of our own, and I think our veterans are the best among us. Joe, thank you. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.
This is the Rita Cosby Show. City, a little more uh, snow kind of coming down, and they're expecting a bit uh, throughout the East Coast and elsewhere. Some of the other places, boy, remember Iowa with the wind chill during the Iowa caucus? It was minus 26 with the wind chill. We'll see what it's going to be at the New Hampshire primary because, boy, uh, so much of the country is in a bitter, bitter cold. Uh, I had a friend of mine who sent a barbecue pit to me and it was all covered with snow and it said pit boss, but you could, it was like no barbecuing today because uh, it was like covered with a couple feet of snow. Uh, she was in the Midwest. I was like, whoa, it is just icy cold everywhere. So everybody stay warm and I hope you have a nice night. In the city, as you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony, line one. Hi. On the topic of our favorite lady of Georgia, Fannie Willis, Fulton County Fannie, um, of course, her special prosecutor is Nathan Wade. His estranged wife, on January 9th, uh, filed a motion to have uh, Fannie appear at the hearing, of course. And Fanny, Fulton County Fanny, with her big old eyelash, is really upset about this. And she's saying that this is all done to interfere with her case of prosecuting Donald Trump for election interference. So Fulton County Fanny is furious. Yeah, you know, you know, it's interesting. You bring up a great point, Tony, because you're right. Uh, it's this whole big romantic entanglement the ex-wife's pissed uh understandably i think i would be too ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide so why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rita Cosby is on.
And I will never forget about all of you. You know how much I love all of your calls. And I love Friday night because I get to take so many calls from all of you. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this very busy Friday night. We're talking about a whole bunch of different legal cases First off, there are some new details just coming in on the DA, Fannie Willis, uh, in the you can't make this up case. Remember, this is the one who has the prosecutors that are going after Trump. Uh, she campaigned on going after Trump. Then she had that big case against him and all of the other defendants in the RICO case. And again, the allegations of the lover. Well, it turns out that Fannie herself, when she did an interview in 2020, She said that it is not appropriate to have relationships with your colleagues or anybody at work. So it sounds like she may be breaking her own rules. When she was campaigning again in April 2020, she says, quote, I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about is if you choose to have inappropriate contact with employees There's nothing I can say on it other than that is distracting. It is certainly inappropriate for the number one law officer in this state. And it really saddens me. So she's condemning other people having inappropriate relationships, saying, boy, that is breaking the rules. Uh, Rules for thee, but not for me. So it seems in the Fannie Willis case. And of course, We'll find out a lot more on that one. I think it also hurts so many of the other Trump cases, too, because if that one falls apart and it is shown to be full of questions of ethics, it also hurts a lot of the other cases. You got the 14th Amendment ones. You've got, of course, the Trump immunity ones. You've got the ones in New York. Uh, you've got, of course, all the ones, as we're talking about with the special counsel, with the classified documents and the January 6th. There are so many different layers to all of these cases. So it could actually put a big, big, like, black eye and hurt a lot of those cases if this one falls apart for ethical reasons. And I think it should. The appearance just looks so bad. It stinks. And meantime, we're talking about another big legal case tonight. Again, Alec Baldwin the actor and producer, uh, now suddenly New Mexico says after doing some more tests with sort of a mock-up gun, they're saying there's no way that that gun could have gone off without him pulling the trigger. He still contends he never pulled the trigger, but now they are indicting him on two counts of involuntary manslaughter. It is a huge deal because I think he thought he was going to walk scot-free And remember, again, this is what he said not that long ago. Uh, He said, I didn't touch that trigger. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and and pull the trigger. On day one of my instruction in this business, people said to me, never take a gun and go click, 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 because even though it's incremental, you damage the firing pin on the gun if you do that. Don't do that. So who do you believe, the prosecutors or Alec Baldwin? They clearly, you know, were disappointed that the other charges got dropped. Uh, and they said, no way, we're going to keep pursuing this guy. He's been walking around like no big deal. Uh, and here now these new charges are coming forward. And Judge Janine Pirro had this to say. This is who she thinks pulled the trigger. 
Alec Baldwin was indicted based upon evidence. He's now under indictment, two counts of involuntary manslaughter, which basically, you know, means that he willfully disregarded the situation and the damage that could that could happen. Um, and he says, look, I cocked the gun or I pulled the hammer and I would never pull the trigger because that was a training that I had. According to the FBI, that's a lie. And every cop I've ever worked with that I've spoken to, it's a lie. First of all, you've got the, the hammer is cocked. And unless you pull the trigger, that the, uh, the round is not going to come out of the gun. All right. But there was only one person who was pointing the gun at Helena Hutchin, only one person whose hand was on, pulled the hammer back and had to pull the trigger. So what happened is they took this gun and they decided that they were going to do everything they can to see if there was a way that the gun would actually shoot the round, that live round that should never have been in the gun in the first place. And the only way they could have that happen is if you actually pull the trigger. He's lying, according to the FBI, when he says he didn't pull the trigger. But the truth is they had to actually take a mallet to that gun to get the gun to actually fire. So unless they they did that testing with the actual gun, which has now been basically destroyed, which is the argument that the defense will use as a prosecutor, my response to that is you've got to use that gun. You can't use another gun. You have to try to figure out what makes this gun shoot. And it's just like DNA. If you have DNA in a criminal case right. and you only have one bit of it, you've got to call the defense in if you're going to destroy the DNA and analyze right. it because there's no other way to do it. So where is that case headed? And what about Fannie Willis in Georgia breaking her own rules, according to some of the allegations? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to William. Line two. William, your thoughts. Hey, William, are you there? Call us back, William. Let's go to Joaquin in the meantime. Line one, Joaquin, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, you want to know something? I sure do. Let's hear it, Joaquin. (laughs) I know those call guns inside and out. I used to perform as a trick shooter under the name of Wild Bill Popino because I can pull two pistols and hit two targets at the same time. And my specialty was shooting two targets out of the air at the same time, anybody in your audience who may have seen me would know me by the fact that I use red balloons as targets. And I could shoot at my my record was I would shoot six out of the air with one gun. But oh, I wow. Two, I could do two simultaneously with two pistols that they would break at the same time. Oh, my God. But Joaquin, I'm hiring you as my bodyguard. OK, um, wow, you're talented. So now based on all of that. What do you make of the Alec Baldwin case? Uh, who's right? Who's lying? Alec is lying, okay? The, the, the Colt pistol has three positions to the hammer cock, okay? And the first click is a safety click. The gun cannot go off. You pull the trigger. The hammer will not move. Nothing is going to happen. The second click is half cock position, which you use to unload the gun. Again, you pull on the trigger with the hammer in a half cock position. Gun will not go off. Hammer will not move, Okay. You move to the third position, which is the full cock position. Now you pull the trigger, and now the hammer will go down and make the gun go boom, okay? Uh, no possible way that that is going to make the gun go off. The only other possible way is if the hammer is laying down, not on the safety click, and you hit it with a hammer or you drop the gun. Good to know. And by the way, from somebody with your experience, that's really great. Joaquin, thank you. And boy, are you talented. Wow, wow, wow. Joaquin, thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Norm 
Uh, Norm, your thoughts about the Alec Baldwin case? All right, I'm going to add a little bit more. Um, as far as I know, any gun made before 1892, which is this was, was a cowboy-type gun, the single-action gun, the only way to make that thing fire, as far as I'm concerned, is if you pull back the hammer. That's it. If you don't pull back the hammer, that thing will not fire. Oh, well, you know, it's impossible. It's just uh, so, I mean, they, the guns of that period. Now, if it was a double action revolver made like in, you know, a modern revolver, it would still be pretty impossible. But, uh, you know, I, he, he had his finger in the trigger well. Uh, the, ha- the hammer was pulled back. That was it. You got those guns. There are no accidents with those guns. You got to pull back the hammer and then, you know, (laughs) pull the trigger. Well, and the problem, you know, he's going to have Norm, too, is there were a lot of allegations that sort of safety on the set was kind of fast and loose that, you know, they were doing kind of target practice the day before with some of the guns with with rail bullets. Um, you know, he's saying, wait a minute, when it got passed to me, I was told, you know, it's fine. You know, it's empty. He's going to blame it on the others. But, you know, they're saying, wait a minute, this was like, you know, cutting costs that they were kind of negligent with safety, that he didn't want to hire certain people. That there, There's a lot of layers to this. It's an interesting case, Norm. Um, uh, but a lot of people are agreeing. And listen, I think that's why prosecutors uh, have been so determined to try to keep going after this, because they they clearly don't believe it just kind of went off on its own. Norm, thank you. As always, my friend, let's go to Frank in the Bronx. Uh, Frank, you, I understand you're retired NYPD. Your thoughts on the Alec Baldwin case? Well, Judge Janine is absolutely right. Just look at Twisted Justice as seen it. But you know what? Hey, Frank, sorry, you got to call back. We're having trouble with you. Let's go to Donald, line five. Donald, your thoughts? Hey, Rita. So the, yeah, aside from the, uh, the mechanical effects of the gun, the, the more curious question to me is what's the falling out between Alec Baldwin and the left? I mean, as you know, you know, he very happily became uh, the, uh, the Donald Trump trasher on Saturday Night Live doing these, you know, uh, imitations of. Oh, yeah. He was like out for blood with Trump. You're right. That's right. He did those impersonations. Remember? And he was grandly rewarded by the left, you know, um, in in the entertainment industry. BQXR promoted him tremendously, being a spokesman, you know, for many of the programs on and on and on. And and probably this is a reason why he was given a pass on the first go around. And then again, New Mexico has become a rather left wing state. So. You know, where's the schism here between him and the left? Why they're now revisiting this, you know? so Well, I think think part of it is, you know, listen, prosecutors felt that he was sort of thumbing his nose at it. Like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Uh, Clearly, they felt they didn't believe him. Um, I don't know if there's politics behind it or if they just felt like he was sort of a little arrogant or a little like, you know, like, oh, it's not, you know, not my, uh, you know, I wouldn't have done it. And they just maybe couldn't believe it. I mean, we've just heard from a number of people, Joaquin, who clearly knows guns well. Uh, and he was saying uh, there is no way in heck. Uh, so that was interesting, too, to hear all of that. Uh, let's go to Joe in Long Island real quick. Joe, your thoughts real quick. Hey, Rita, didn't you know 
titanium guns fired fire by themselves? Uh, you know what? Uh, what, are they walking down the street and uh, going and buying groceries, too? Well, he pulled the trigger. I mean, that's that's point blank and simple. I've been carrying firearms since I'm 21 years old. Yeah. Being retired from the job. All right. Trust me, they don't fire by themselves. Right. That's what everybody seems to say, Joe. Uh, great points. Uh, and you say you understand that, obviously, because you've handled them. So, you know, um, and, and that's why he wants us to believe it just suddenly went off. Um, and, and look, maybe there was, but it seems like in all of the tests that they have done so far. And listen, Alec Baldwin says he didn't do it, but he is facing some serious time. If he gets convicted, he could face, I think it's 18 months uh, behind bars. Uh, so this is serious stuff. It's up to 18 months that he could get if he is convicted of these latest counts. So this is this is big stuff, and he knows it. And clearly prosecutors are saying uh, that they don't believe that either, uh, like you and I don't, uh, Joe. I find it hard to believe, um, especially with all the tests that they did and all the things. Uh, they had to literally, as you just heard, uh, Judge Janine was saying, they they broke the gun with a mallet. They were trying every single which way to, like, have the gun go off. And it still didn't apparently go off, according to them. Uh, so there's a lot of questions here. Thanks so much. Everybody, we're going to continue your calls. What do you think about the Alec Baldwin case and also Fannie Willis in Georgia? Should that case be dismissed against President Trump? And now to our great Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And everybody, this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a really powerful story coming from Chicago, Illinois. A retired Marine whose name is Steve Archer, who turned a patch of contaminated Chicago dirt into a place to grow beautiful sunflowers, was named the 2024 Illinois Farmer Veteran of the Year. The disabled veteran stood proudly with a walking stick in one hand and holding a metal sign that recognizes his achievements during a special ceremony that took place just a few days ago. He shared the honor also with his father, Leslie Archer, an Army veteran who had served in Germany when the Berlin Wall was being built in 1961. Last year, Steve Archer lost his brother and his son, Sergeant Leslie Archer III, who served in Vietnam and died of post-traumatic stress disorder. Steve Archer said, quote, at this ceremony, the most important thing is I need to find a purpose. We wrote a blank check to this country. We will go where you send us. The challenge came of how to continue to serve our communities when returning home. What a powerful, powerful story from this man who clearly his whole family uh, epitomizes a lifetime of service and giving back to others and including uh, the ultimate sacrifice, losing a son uh, who served in Vietnam and died from post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, a very, very powerful story. And I'm so happy to see that he is being honored in such a beautiful, powerful way and everybody, help America to never, ever forget. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Simply go online, t2t.org, 
T2T.org. Be sure to always support America's military and first responder heroes. And we'll take your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show. What has been a busy week? And, of course, next week we are definitely going to be covering the New Hampshire primary. Let's see if President Trump will seal the deal. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. And, of course, we're going to be covering all the big highlights. You definitely want to stay tuned to the Rita Cosby Show. We're talking also about Fannie Willis, Alec Baldwin, and anything else you want to talk about. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Florida. Tony, you want to talk about Alec Baldwin? Yes, please. Um, First, I wanted to say the gentleman that answers the calls, he is so nice and he's so good. Don't, I just want you to know that. Don't say that. He's going to ask for a raise. We're trying to keep him in his place, Tony. He can hear you. He's smiling. This is not good. We're trying to, like, we were going to cut his salary. So now you're ruining it for us, Tony, all right? Oh, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but he deserves it. I agree. I agree. Go ahead, Tony. Well, unless physics have changed, that gun did not go off by itself. And Alec Baldwin is lying through his teeth. However, you had the people that were practicing with it, with real bullets. You had the armorer. You had the armorer apprentice and one or two people. And he's way at the bottom, and he's the one left holding the bag. But he is, the problem he runs into this, and and I hear you because there are a lot of layers before him. The problem he runs into, Tony, is he's also the executive producer. That was his film. So his he's has the oversight, too. He wasn't just an actor. He was also the producer. Uh, but you're right, uh, and that's what he's contending. And uh, I think it's going to be a real battle royale in court. Uh, Tony, thank you. Very much. Let's go real quick to Jacqueline, who's been waiting for a while. Jacqueline, go ahead. You want to talk about Fanny Willis? Yes, I do. Regarding that homewrecker and her creepy lover, Nathan Wade, um, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill this past spring that makes it possible to oust elected DAs. And it actually is a case 
where uh, in Paulding County, D.A. Dick Donovan pleaded guilty to one count of unprofessional conduct and resigned after he was indicted for bribery related to sexual harassment. In addition to that, the Georgia State Bar can discipline prosecutors for misconduct, and the state attorney general can indict them for crimes. Yeah, there's a lot of layers. Jacqueline, you are so right. Uh, I think at minimum, she should be off the case.